the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host, Bill Bannum, and today I am chatting with Nicholas Crow, Director of Professional Development at the Canadian Professional Sales Association. Listen as we talk about his career, his role at the CPSA, and how the organization is helping to change how professional sales education is offered throughout Canada. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Bill. Please begin by telling our listeners a bit about your career background prior to joining the CPSA. So before I uh, took my took out my post here at the CPSA, uh, I spent the better part of a decade working with um, top-level universities uh, to develop public-private partnerships um, and build digital and blended education solutions. So um, I helped build and grow a learning design agency uh, where we would work with um, universities such as University of Toronto, uh, Columbia University in New York, uh, Syracuse University, um, and work to develop continuing professional development programs um, for all sorts of careers, everywhere from teacher education uh, along the way to social media education. Um, and along the way, um, we also uh, dabbled in the corporate side of, of training, um, where we worked with some top flight brands such as Lululemon, uh, Deloitte, the Mayo Clinic, uh, among another, a number of others. Um, to work on performance improvement uh, plans and education um, and a lot of onboarding um, programs. So um, working with their managers um, and their business analysts to um, really develop these blended onboarding programs that um, we could help uh, reduce the time of training, increase its effectiveness, and directly map some of the learning outcomes to uh, business outcomes. Okay, perfect. Now, listeners, before we go any further, full disclosure here, I've had the opportunity to do a bit of work with Nick, and I know firsthand how awesome he is. So let's now talk a bit about his position at the CPSA. Firstly, Nick, can you give us an overview of the research, data, and strategy that goes into developing a curriculum and associated training materials? So, for example, can you can you tell us a little bit about the, the community of experts and the institute, which helped your organization under the, understand the needs of the business community. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I think we're we're really about a, a number of things here when it comes to um, our philosophy towards education at the CPSA. Um, one is we're big on standards, um, so we we invest heavily in research and data around um, standards as it comes to the sales profession. Uh, we're big on external uh, validation. Um, so we make sure that um, we, you know, as a national association, we are um, actively going out seeking the advice uh, and input and expertise from members of the sales community. Um, and we're also big on making sure and, and helping shift training from being uh, an event uh, into a journey. Um, and, you know, through our research, we found that lots of um, sales training is very event focused. It's it's intensive, it's run for one, two, three days, um, and then the ongoing support, uh, the reinforcement, uh, the coaching, all the other things that really help retention and promote uh, behavior change and help learning stick were, were not happening. So, um, you know, on the first point there where we talk about the, the research um, and data when it comes to the sales community, um, we've invested heavily in national surveys. Uh, putting together councils and committees across the country, um, across different industries to help identify 
uh, the skills and skills gaps in the sales training community um, when it comes to developing our own materials and uh, our program design. Uh, again, we go out to, to the experts in the field. We don't just rely on our in-house talent um, and help uh, help ask them to help us. Um, you know, design effective programs, design effective follow-up, um, and really take advantage of their their subject matter expertise. Um, and uh, when it comes to shifting learning from an event to a journey, um, with some of our own programs, we we shift them into uh, you know from you know more traditional intensive programs into a blended journey that stretches out over you know three, four, sometimes up to eight weeks um, for that initial training with follow-up. Uh, and then we also work a lot with um, some of our um, corporate members uh, and you know, some of the 20,000 plus CTSA members with their own organizations to help develop some custom solutions um, where um, they can help improve their sales onboarding training, uh, you know, help really activate some new sales processes and, and uh, skills training at some of their events um, and, um, and other key points throughout the year. Okay, sounds like there's a heck of a lot going on over there. Can you uh, can you tell us a bit about the the types of content that the CPSA and its partners are are using to engage and train professionals on the front lines and in leadership positions? So yeah, maybe that includes you, you guys are creating articles, ebooks, white papers, webinars. I hear that you, that you have a few podcasts as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so there there are a variety of uh, of uh, you know content types that we try to leverage. Um, and first, I'll, I'll say um, you know, some of it is delivered by us, um, but but some of it is also delivered by our our, our network of accredited education partners. Um, so you know, calling back to the idea of external validation and and you know um, leveraging the expertise of sales professionals across Canada. Uh, you know, we do call on on a, a number of other education institutes to help support us and our members in their learning journey. So. Um, some of the things we do it, uh, or some of the ways we um, engage and train professionals on the front lines, um, all the way from new sales professionals up to uh, you know sales sales leaders, um, are through um, you know different sizes of content. So um, we do have our our learning hub where um, people have access to an, an on-demand um, database of of sales training material. Um, some of its articles, webinars, podcasts, we have tools and templates, we have research and reports in there, um, all with the idea of helping people improve their performance and do their job better today. Um, when we look towards um, you know, larger pieces of content, things that require a larger time commitment, um, we have um, courses, customizable courses. Um, and some of these you know, range from one day uh, all the way up to, to three days. Um, some of them are delivered publicly. Um, some of them are delivered um, on-site, privately for, for different um, corporations and groups. Um, and everything has been designed in a in a modular fashion, so um, it's extremely flexible. Uh, the, it relies a lot on uh, group work. It's very student-centered. There are role plays. There are uh, case studies. There is lots of discussion um, and um, you know learner. Um, learner-driven activities to help make sure that um, people are able to relate to the material um, and, and uh, internalize it better, uh, and also to help keep them engaged throughout the process. Um, so those are some of the, the things we do in terms of helping engage and train frontline professionals. 
um, ourselves here at the CPSA, also through our partner network of accredited educators. You know, we, we've, we've been working with some very innovative uh, schools and training uh, departments. Um, one, I, I think that's very useful for people to know anyone who, um, you know, has uh, high-performing sales managers uh, or people that like to move into those sales leadership positions. You know, there are some really great things happening in the executive education uh, world out, that, uh, out there in terms of sales training and, and prepping people for success in sales management, um, where, you know, they really go all in um, and design an immersive experience. Um, to the point where, um, you know, role plays and simulations are great, um, but they're even more effective and impactful when you when you bring in actors to play the role. Uh, you know, so we have some schools doing that. Um, we have people doing case competitions, case studies, um, and um, really drawing on uh, instructors who have 20, 30 years experience in the field um, for, for everywhere from startups to uh, large multinational corporations. So uh, there's a there's a lot on offer at the CPSA in terms of training and uh, professional development, both through ourselves uh, and through our accredited partner network. Okay, so we've just spoken about a lot of different types of content, including bespoke content. You even mentioned case studies there. But what about reports, Nick? Does does the Canadian Professional Sales Association publish any analysis into sales talent? Uh, yes, we absolutely do, and it, it's one of the things that through our uh, consultation, both with um, salespeople across the country and our own members, that we know people were asking for. Uh, and so uh, two of our bigger pieces of content, uh, you know, our reports are uh, one called the, the DNA of Sales um, report, where uh, we did a deep dive into the, the demographic makeup of the sales profession across the country. Uh, with an eye towards giving, you know, sales managers, sales leaders, people in HR, uh, you know, a real deep look into um, what the current state is and what the trends are in terms of um, demographic makeup of sales professionals across the country. So that's a very valuable tool for, for people to leverage. Um, we also publish every year a sales compensation report uh, in partnership with Mercer. Um, and... Uh, we produce one for frontline sales reps uh, and one for sales leaders uh, that provides insight into um, hiring trends, uh, compensation trends, uh, and we have 25 uh, sales-specific job roles and titles along with their, their salary data segmented by industry and by region. So, you know, that's a very valuable tool. Um, sales in terms of pay and compensation is, is probably one of the most complicated uh, positions to um, to sort out in terms of salary. So, uh, you know, being able to have real insight into what's happening in the rest of the country, being able to benchmark your own team, uh, seeing what other people are doing in terms of base and variable comp and incentive um, is a really valuable tool, both for sales leaders as they're planning um, for the years to come in terms of their, their team and their compensation, also for frontline reps to make sure that um, you know, what they're seeing in the marketplace, what their current compensation is right now is competitive uh, and is, is typical. And if not, uh, to have, uh, you know, some real empirical data to um, help leverage in their conversations. And a little bird told me, listeners, that if you want to check out some of those cool reports, such as the compensation report, you go to cpsa.com. And from there, you go to tools. And there's a wonderful drop down, which includes the comp reports, along with webinars, podcasts, and a whole bunch more. Okay, enough plugging. Let's continue with the interview. Um, 
What's what's different about jobs in sales, Nick? Talk, talk to us a bit more. You, you mentioned briefly a moment ago about, about some of the awesome work the CPSA is doing with some of the schools and universities. But talk to us more about the education gap that's previously existed in North America and how CPSA is bringing sales education and professional sales designations to the top of many HR departments' agendas. Yeah, so maybe I'll start with um, some of the sales gaps as it pertains to training and education. Uh, one of the things that, that we've um, uncovered, which I don't think was a secret to, to many people, but now we've got the data, uh, is that um, you know most schools were not offering sales-specific training. It was, it was lumped into a marketing program, you know, as a week or a module here. It was touched on in some business programs, but there were no, no dedicated sales um, programs at universities or colleges. Um, that's something we've been working with the community to, um, to remedy. Um, you know, there's a fantastic program out at BCIT that's existed for years that uh, employers rave about. Um, and um, while that's fantastic, we, we want that to become the norm across the country. So we've been working with universities and colleges um, across Canada uh, to help you know, make sales more visible in undergraduate education. Um, even for people who have been in sales for a while, there are, there are plenty of skills gaps. Um, you know, one of the things we're trying to do with all our research and education and you know, developing our competency framework and, and designation pathways is, is to help close that skills gap so that you know, sales profession becomes a profession of choice rather than something people you know, fall into. Um, and to really prepare um, new grads, career switchers, people who are, have been in sales for a while and want to advance their career with the, the tools to succeed. Um, and so, so some of the, the skills gaps that, that came out through our research um, are, you know, we, we found lots of salespeople need more help with their financial literacy uh, and business acumen, especially when it comes up to a, a more advanced level if you're putting together complex deals, if there's subscriptions, foreign currency, uh, you know, these are all things people don't teach you in school. Um, we found that lots of sales professionals, even ones with years of experience, they were very focused on um, selling products instead of solving a business problem for their clients. So there's a real need for more uh, consultative uh, selling and client-focused solutions. Um, social selling uh, is a big one that comes up. Um, it's, uh, it's something that the, the sales community, some people do it really well, um, but there are lots of learning to be had there. Um, and then also one of the big things um, that uh, we found as a, as a skills gap is around client intelligence uh, and gathering, you know, doing market research, gathering client intelligence to really understand um, your prospects or existing clients' business, uh, what the rest of the marketplace looks like for them, um, you know, where their products fit into uh, the marketplace with their competitors, um, and, and really being able to, to dive in deep and understand their business so that uh, when you come to them with your product or service, um, that you can actually help them solve the business problem. Um, so those are some of the skills gaps um, that we've noticed. Um, in terms of, you know, what's different about a job in sales, um, I would say the, the biggest difference uh, is that it's, um, you know, highly visible. Everything you're doing is trackable. Uh, it's, it's a tough job. It's very demanding. Um, because, you know, you're on the front lines, you're the, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in the B2B or B2C sales, you're the face of the, the brand and the business, you're the one out there, whether it's you know, in the store, on the phone, in the field, um, you're having the difficult conversations, you're listening to complaints, 
uh, you have to handle objections, you're getting beat up on price, um, and if uh, you don't have the right product or service mix, um, or you haven't done your due diligence as a sales professional, um, you know, identified all the stakeholders, got bought, get, get buy-in from everybody, um, you know, crossed all your T's, dotted all your I's throughout the sales cycle, then you know, you, you're you're the the face everyone identifies with the company. So um, it, it's very a very demanding job, um, and in you know, it, it's uh, it's even more demanding now than it was before, uh, just because of the amount of information available to everybody. So what we're seeing a lot is that um, when people are reaching out to prospects and and or you know getting a, an inbound lead and, and reaching out to them to discuss their products and services, they're finding that um, their client or prospect knows more about about them than they do. They know about the product. They've done all the research. They've done all that themselves. It's available to them now. Um, and so what they really are um, hoping for and what they're focused on is someone to be able to develop a, a custom solution. Um, and that means with each client, you got to learn their business. Um, you got to learn different verticals. There's a lot of relationship building. There's a lot of uh, moving parts and consensus building. Um, and I think now more than ever, um, it involves team selling um, and, um, you know, getting by in, within and, and your own organization and within your clients' organization. So it's a really evolving and demanding um, set of skills that we're asking uh, salespeople to possess, um, and the training has, has not necessarily kept up with it. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com and remember to subscribe to the cpsa podcast through itunes google play and more the cpsa recently partnered with the government of canada tell us about that and what this huge deal means for training available to salespeople throughout the country yeah well i think building on um everything i just said about how quickly sales is evolving and how how demanding the profession is and, and what those skills gaps are um, we recently partnered with the Government of Canada um, and received a grant from the EDSC uh, to help um, close the labor market skills gap as it pertains to sales. Um, and so with the funding, um, it's, it's going to um, really help us um, further support uh, and expand what we're, we're doing in terms of support for the sales community across Canada. Um, and we should see that uh, trickle down and, and help out um, people in a variety of roles uh, in businesses, small and large across the country. So some of the things that um, we'll be able to do with this partnership are uh, produce more uh, labor market intelligence um, reports and surveys um, so that, you know, in addition to our compensation report and DNA of sales report, um, we will have some more um, timely data for sales leaders, um, HR leaders, you know, learning and development leaders uh, to, to leverage and help them uh, support their sales team and their business. Um, it means we're able to make some more diagnostic tools uh, for individuals where they can 
you know, go to cpsa.com, um, click on tools and go to assessments. We have a, a preliminary one there now. Um, and they can do a, a 30 minute skill assessment based on the competency framework and see their strengths and weaknesses. And so this partnership will allow us to expand that, um, you know, aim it at different levels of people in their career and, um, and provide it in both English and French. Um, and one of the big, uh, big things that I'm selfishly most excited for is the creation of uh, some more tools for educators, um, where we will be able to make um, a number of training modules uh, designed to fit strategic skills gaps. Um, some of the ones I touched on, um, some other ones that are emerging now, um, and you know, produce these modules in both languages. Um, to be able to be delivered in person and online um, and be able to provide these to everyone from university and college programs to uh, private sales training providers to you know HR and learning and development um, folks in, in larger corporations uh, to help them leverage those and use those in their um, in their whether it's sales onboarding training or ongoing sales training um, to help them empower their people so you know, there's research for 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 leaders to help them um, do their job better. There are the tools for educators, for the HR, learning development, and the sales leaders um, to help them train up their people. Um, we have those assessments for individuals, um, and uh, we're really hoping uh, and we expect that this is going to be um, a game changer for the sales community, um, and will really help people identify their strengths and weaknesses close some of those skills gaps um, and through our designations earn, earn the uh, recognition and, and validation they deserve. Yes. And let's just uh, look to close up this interview with two more questions. The next one is about those designations. The, the CPSA student subscription and your three designations are designed to develop sales focused pros and leaders. Uh, what are what are some of the, the topics or themes you guys refer to them as competencies, which are covered at each stage? with each designation. And you've already given a little bit of lip service today so far to, to a couple of them. I think you mentioned social selling and business acumen. What, 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 are, those, what are those core competencies, Nick? And, uh, and why, why are they important? How they all loop in together? Yeah, well, I, th I think I'll start with the, the designations and the student certificate. Um, so, um, you know, in, in line with what I was speaking about before in terms of, of, of taking um, professional development from being an event and turning it into a, a journey, um, through our consultation with industry and experts, we, we've put together a graduated designation framework um, where it starts with the sales certificate for people who are taking uh, courses at universities and college um, to give them the, the recognition that they've, they've met the standards and the competency framework. Um, and from there, we have our three designations. We have a CSA, a Certified Sales Associate designation. That's for people, um, you know, in the beginning of their career or new to sales. Um, and from there, um, for our um, more advanced sellers, our mid-career professionals, um, we have something called the CSP, the Certified Sales Professional uh, designation. Um, and then for those who are looking to move into management and leadership, um, we also have a CSL or Certified Sales Leadership uh, designation. Um, the idea being that, you know, no matter where you are in your career or where you want to go, um, there is a designation built around a specific set of skills and competencies um, that, um, that can help you get, help get you there. Um, so in terms of the, the some of the competencies we cover um, at the CSA and the CSP, those the frontline sales rep levels, 
Um, there are eight competency buckets. Um, the first five really walk you through the um, a typical sales cycle. Um, so we have a, a competency area around prospecting, um, one around building client relationships, um, one on developing client-focused solutions, one on negotiation, uh, and one on closing and following up. So you can see how that follows a, a typical sales cycle. Um, and from there, we have three other buckets. One is ongoing professional development, um, because, you know, it, it's, uh, it's an important but underserved part of uh, current sales professionals' lives, um, and it's something that we're trying to change. Um, we also have one on financial and business acumen, um, and that helps address some of the, the skills gaps I, I spoke to before. Um, and the last one is on something called sales process technology. So uh, that incorporates uh, not only social selling, as I talked about before, but um, you know, building up the, the skills and understanding to work with the growing suite of technology, everything from your CRM to specialized sales enablement tools um, that uh, salespeople use every day. Um, and every day there's more and more of them. So uh, it's a very important part of the framework. Um, one of the important things to touch on, I think, is as you move up from CSA to CSP, um, you know, everything is designed around things called um, performance statements and knowledge statements. Um, and for the CSA, when you're at the beginning of your career, um, those are mostly around understanding, demonstrating understanding and capability using existing um, structures and, and processes within your organization. As you get up to the CSP level, um, the big change is that you're using them more independently. Um, you are creating feedback loops and giving input um, with the rest of your sales team, your sales leader, and the rest of the organization, really, um, to help refine and improve uh, the sales and the sales process in your organization. Um, as you move up to the CSL level, um, there are a few expanded um, areas of the competency framework um, around hiring, um, compensation structures, uh, coaching and leadership and things like that um, so that sales leaders also have a, a set of skills and, and those performance and knowledge statements to look at and support them um, when they're looking at core competencies that they need to demonstrate to make sure that they're serving their team and their the business correctly. Okay, so it sounds like for, for those HR professionals listening out there, the uh, designations and the associated competencies that they could tie in pretty well with most development plans and therefore performance review targets as well. Is, is that fair to say? Yes, I think that that's very fair to say. And that, that's what we, we hear uh, every day when we're out talking to our, our members and our, our clients. Um, you know, we find that one of the hardest challenges from the HR, the sales leader side of things, is that um, you, know, you can look through... Um, a million resumes and you can you can you know get someone who worked at a good company or there for in a good role for a few years but there there's no real way to to validate those skills until you bring them on and, and try them out um, so it, it's very very difficult to find highly skilled highly motivated salespeople um, and separate them from the onslaught of, of resumes you'll get when you post a job so um, the designations um, are a good way a good signal um, to the um, to the people doing the hiring, that there's a, someone who has put in the work, put in the effort, um, and have had their skills validated by the CPSA. Um, and and we're also finding that it's a, it can also be a valuable retention tool. Um, 
So if it's worked into an onboarding process or um, through membership and designation, um, you're upscaling your people um, that, um, you know, it's, it's early days yet, but the, the initial feedback from lots of our, um, our members and clients is that it, it, it's a pow powerful retention tool um, and that they're excited to, to implement it even further into their systems. Well, I wish we could retain you for another 15, 20, 30 minutes, Nick, but I know you're a busy guy. So we're going to wrap things up. One last question for you for today. How can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about the educational materials available from the Canadian Professional Sales Association? Yeah, I'm available uh, always to, to chat and you can feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, my full name is Nicholas Crow. Um, or you can feel free to email me at ncrowe, N-C-R-O-W-E, at cpsa.com. I'm always happy to chat with uh, sales leaders and HR professionals. Uh, and if you'd like some more information about um, what we're doing at the CPSA, um, some of our uh, training resources and to learn more about the designation, you can head to cpsa.com um, and check out the designation section or the tools and training section for more information. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Nicholas Crow, Director of Professional Development at the CPSA. Thank you very much for being a guest on the HR Chat Show. Thanks for having me, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.